The people from the platform, the people up there giving these presentations, sometimes on webinars, sometimes on copywriting, sometimes on advertising strategy, they were using the same hypnotic language patterns that I was as a hypnotist to help my clients. The interesting thing though was that even they were not calling out the methods as to what they were. Now, this is not to say that those people were hiding behind these techniques. That's not to say they weren't revealing the secrets of what it is, because here's the reality of all of this. All communication is influential. All communication is persuasive. So as I always say, if you're going to be influencing and persuading, no matter what you do, you might as well do it effectively and you might as well do it ethically. You know your business can change people's lives, but you don't yet have the right words to inspire them to take action. Imagine the changes you will create in your business as you tap into the secrets of ethical influence and positive persuasion to not only better serve your clients, but also to supercharge your financial freedom. I'm your host, Jason Lynette, and welcome to the Hypnotic Language Hacks podcast. I help entrepreneurs and business owners just like you to close more premium sales. And no, this isn't about tricking or manipulating people, not at all. It's about helping your prospects to appropriately sell themselves into your products or services. Please hit subscribe and get all the episodes now at jasonlinette.com. You know, if you think about it, there's a system to everything, even the events of life that we often go through. And perhaps right now, think back to when you were a very small child. Although if you really think about it, you probably don't remember this exact memory, the experience of learning how to walk that what has to happen for that to occur? Well, there's a natural series of steps to the experience of learning how to walk. First of all, we have to build up enough strength to get up on, let's say, all fours on your hands and knees. And then once you've done that, then comes the opportunity to figure out how to stand up while perhaps holding on to something. And only then once you've done that, do you perhaps work up that courage, that confidence to then stand up on your own and kind of hobble around a bit and find that balance but then imagine that courage that it takes to take that very first step. And all of a sudden, just like that, you're walking. So if we take this experience of walking and break it down, you can start to realize it's not just the singular event of the kid one day decided to just stand up and start walking. No, there's a systematic process to it. And this week on Hypnotic Language Hacks, episode number 17, we're going to talk about what is hypnotic influence for business. And rather than just give you like the 30,000 foot overview, we're about to break the whole process down into four simple steps. Before we get started today, if you want to easily grab people's attention, naturally build authority, and organically have your prospects wanting more from you, even before you've made an offer, I've created a step-by-step -step program to help you to do just that. It's called Business Influence Systems. And this is your opportunity now to visit jasonlinette.com to get a free behind the scenes tour of the exact hypnotic persuasion strategies that you can ethically use to better start up or scale up your business. If you want a proven framework to boost your confidence, attract premium clients, and inspire more people to take action with you, get business influence systems now at jasonlinette.com. What exactly is hypnotic influence for business? 
And to rewind part of the story back as part of the answer here takes me back to a conference that I went to a number of years ago. I was there, it was a wellness convention, and I was teaching a program all about getting found on the web and writing headlines for websites. And someone walked by my table and she said to me, it's so nice that you have that hobby of working on your website. And she explains, I'm more interested in helping my clients. And if you heard it in my voice, she actually said it even more arrogantly than I characterized it to be. To which we then got off into a little bit of a rather polite exchange, surprisingly, where I found out she was typically seeing about four or five clients a month. Meanwhile, at that point in my business, I was serving about 25 to 30 clients a week. So in her world, it was this burden of running a business because it was so noble. We, By the way, we often call this savior syndrome in the business world. So here she was stuck in that model where she was convinced that the work was so difficult that could only handle about five or six clients or so a month. When in my world, I was seeing upwards of 100 people in a month at a time and very clearly serving a much bigger population. So I tell you this as a bit of an away from strategy because here's what happened. I decided for a brief while, let me stop going to wellness conventions. Instead, let me go where the money is. Let me go to marketing conventions, advertising conferences. That's about the time I started to learn more and more about how to better run my business. And here's the discovery that I made. The people from the platform, the people up there giving these presentations, sometimes on webinars, sometimes on copywriting, sometimes on advertising strategy, they were using the same hypnotic language patterns that I was as a hypnotist to help my clients. The interesting thing, though, was that even they were not calling out the methods as to what they were. Now, this is not to say that those people were hiding behind these techniques. That's not to say they weren't revealing the secrets of what it is, because here's the reality of all of this. All communication is influential. All communication is persuasive. So as I always say, if you're going to be influencing and persuading, no matter what you do, you might as well do it effectively and you might as well do it ethically. So going to that experience, I discovered this bit of a gap between the hypnotic language patterns that I was already aware of in my work as a hypnotist, helping people to overcome fears, helping them to let go of unwanted habits, helping them to rapidly change their behaviors. And then looking at the business world, th this is where one of my catchphrases, you've likely heard me say this already, why are most businesses on social media? Well, the reason they're there is because they think that they're supposed to be. Now, that's not to say don't go off and do social media. In fact, go to my Instagram channel, my Twitter channel, LinkedIn, Facebook, all of these things, and we're rather active. There's even a private business influence community that I run on Facebook. Check the show notes, go to jasonlinette.com forward slash 17, join us there. So as much as there's a big social media presence that we maintain in the shape of my business, here's the thing I want to highlight. There's a very specific strategy behind every bit of it in terms of what happens when someone clicks onto a website, in terms of how even the title of a podcast is crafted. So going back to that metaphor a little while ago about the little kid figuring out how to get up on all fours, eventually crawling, eventually standing up, and then eventually walking, there's a system behind everything. So what I've discovered, though, 
is by working with my private clients over the years and eventually taking a class that I've been teaching live and in person, and eventually now it's available as an online program, is when you have the right words in the right order. You can become so much more influential in the messaging that you deliver. To go into any specific moment, whether it's a one-to-one meeting, whether it's standing on a platform and talking to a group of people, whether it's even hopping up on a webinar or even online Zoom, or even if you're simply sitting in your home, typing away on a keyboard, crafting up the copy for a website. When you have a system behind the influential elements that are gonna be there no matter what, but now again, to do them effectively and ethically, think about the changes that can create in your business. So let me take this as a quick moment to kind of break down the process of hypnotic influence for business, which my goal here today is in the short amount of time we've got together is to give you that framework in terms of how to think through this process, because it's not just about having the right words at the right time. Though if you've been listening to this podcast already, you already know that sometimes it is about having the right words about at the right time, but it's instead by looking at this entire framework of communication, And just like the story of the kid standing up and walking, to have this formula in the back of your mind, because think about these examples for a moment. Let's say you're about to meet with a client and just for whatever reason, things are not quite clicking. What if you had a simple four-step framework in the back of your mind to easily and naturally move that communication through and by doing so, move towards that common shared outcome? I'll even tell you a bit of a personal example, which good luck finding this example. I'm curious to see what happens. I was recently not just hosting my own podcast, but I was the guest on someone else's podcast. And you know that feeling when you're having a conversation with somebody and clearly they have their own agenda and you just happen to be there? I'll say this as politely as I can. Clearly this person had an expectation as to what that interview was supposed to be. And just simply put, that's not what I did. And I was very polite and very responsive, yet I found a moment to respectfully interrupt whatever level of rapport seemingly was there, backtrack through these four steps, and then suddenly the conversation took off and I've been invited to come back on the program once again. Whether I actually do that or not, time will tell. Good luck again guessing which one that was. So here are the four steps. Of this. And if you want to see these in big, bold letters, again, the show notes for this week's episode of Hypnotic Language Hacks, head over to jasonlinette.com. My last name is spelled with one N, two T's, no extra letters at the end, just six letters. jasonlinette.com forward slash the number 17. That'll bring you to the show notes. Let me give you the four bullet points first, then we'll spend some time here breaking the process down. The first phase of the process is not about, again, knowing the right words at the right time. The first phase is what we call emotional intelligence. The ability to have what we call state management. Because think about that example where the podcast guest appearance was horribly derailing. I could have matched his tone. We could have then turned into, not that I typically go here, but we could have turned into a shouting match and no one would have won. So that ability to maintain the state of mind, the emotional mind connection of confidence, of authority, yet also throw in a dash of assertiveness. So this way I had that unshakable confidence. This way I held my ground and simply held on to who I was, what I offer, and what value 
in that moment, rather than get angry at that one person, I focused on his audience. Because in that moment, by shifting that focus, I maintained that level of control, which to go back and listen to that episode again, if it ever actually airs, to go back and listen to it now, he's the one who's getting off course. I'm the one who's now appropriately holding court. So phase one is that emotional intelligence. And stick around because we're going to talk through some of the principles and I'll even give you a few strategies you can make use of even in this episode here this week. The second phase of hypnotic influence for business is that of what we call calibration. So it begins with self. It begins with that element as to who you are, how you carry yourself, and how you communicate in terms of that internal dialogue. So once we've done that, realize with business, we've got to connect with other people, right? (laughs) So the second phase of calibration is then that ability to create a dynamic sense of rapport, which let me branch off on rapport for a quick moment here. If this was like the late 1980s, early 1990s, there was this kind of popularization of a bastardization of rapport, where somehow we were taught that if I sit like you, you're going to like me. If I somehow use your words, that's going to trick your mind into connecting with me, and therefore you're going to buy from me. Well, that's kind of overstated its welcome. And we've all been on the receiving end of a sales process that was not congruent, just not comfortable, and we found every polite reason to say, please go away and never talk to me again. So we don't want to do that in our business. So this is the importance of calibration. How do we create that dynamic, flexible, living and breathing quality of rapport? Because here's the mindset. Rapport is not an event. Rapport is a process. There's peaks, there's valleys to it. I always give the reference of a good concert. If you go to the concert, not every single song sounds exactly the same. Not every song is in the same key or the same tempo or the same style. A good concert is going to have texture just like a story. A good presentation, a good movie has peaks and valleys in terms of how it plays out. Now also, inside of calibration, in terms of our ability to create that connection with others, now we start to dip our toes into the language structure in terms of what we say, how we say it, and what effects it may have. Now take note, this is even before we get into the specifics of words and patterns, because step two of calibration is really more so about opening up that sensory awareness, opening up that sensory acuity, so that now you have that superpower strength of active listening. Because again, let's go back to that rather unfortunate podcast experience, which this could have been anything as well. That was a person who just wasn't listening. The most powerful, influential language, the most powerful, influential experience you could ever make use of is that of someone else's words, someone else's model of the world, which a few weeks later, we're going to have a podcast appearance by Scott Sandlin talking about artificial intelligence. Stay tuned. I think that's going to be like episode number 20, a couple of weeks out from now. And I'm sure we're going to get into the dialogue there about the value of just simply pacing, listening, feeding back the information that's there. And as it is, just simply asking the right questions at the right time. This is how we find out what someone else's buying strategy might be. This is where we find out what their values, what the nuts and bolts of what they're looking for perhaps ought to be. 
because I'll give you a specific example of this. I was recently on a sales call with somebody. This person was already inside of Business Influence Systems. That's my program where I teach even in more detail these four steps and all the nuances, all the applications and further stuff I'll mention here in a moment. And they were looking at my private consulting. Now, at the end of the day, I could have let that person hire me for that bigger accelerator program and then guide them through what that process is. Yet really, they were much further along in their business journey than most people are who would come to me, to which I simply made the offer. You know, rather than go into this big program, let's do this. Let's schedule this many sessions and kind of an a la carte rate. I'll point you to some of the resources that I would recommend. This way, rather than investing all of that money with me, which you're more than welcome to. <laughs> Instead, let me give you the places where you should be looking and what tools you should be making use of. This person already had a course that was already filmed, already produced, already selling, just wanted to kind of level things up. So this is where the ethics of hypnotic influence come into place. Because by actively listening, by truly engaging in that dialogue and absorbing what they're saying, I'm drawing that connection as to whether or not my service is a match for them or as it was here to give them really one third of that bigger program that I offer, making use of business influence systems, which they already had, and then simply point to a few resources along the way with a polite, if you need further help, you know, then that's always an option, but I think this might get you there faster. So the value of calibration, actively listening and genuinely caring and asking the right questions at the right time. Phase three, of hypnotic influence for business is usually the part where people expect I'm going to start. And yet you're already realizing this is now the halfway point of the hypnotic influence system process. So phase three is that of the words and the patterns. Because out of the models of hypnotic language patterns, out of the models of NLP, neurolinguistic programming, out of the models of simply running a business now for going on about two decades, simply finding the right sequencing, the right order, the right way to present information so that people are now ready to take action with you even before you make an offer. So by looking at these specific words and patterns, it's where now, now that we've got that state management, now that we've got that level of control within ourselves, and now that we can better communicate with others, now everything is an asset. The words that they've been speaking, the stories that they've been telling, the metaphors that they have been using, I can now begin to appropriately feed back to that person in influential ways that very often, if it was a limiting belief system, if it was some idea that was holding that person back, we can now, through these various words and patterns, respectfully feed their own belief systems back to that person in such a way so that now the older way of thinking doesn't quite hold up the way that it did before. And again, the ethical side of this is only if now changing that belief system is going to help that person. Here's someone I worked with recently that was looking at the fact that he wanted to take a project of his to a new market. And he was looking at the fact that it took him like two years to build the business that he currently has in the market he's already established in. And as he put it, he goes, I need to make this happen faster. The market is changing in the midst of a global pandemic. And you know what? I don't have two years to make this work. And it took a little bit of verbal you know, influence here to simply feed back the belief systems. And a big component inside of the words and patterns is learning the skills of building stories, hypnotic 
metaphors. So for him, a guy who happened to also be fascinated with fitness, there was a very easy metaphor. Because do you realize that the two years that you spent building out this business originally in another market help you to establish the muscle of now you know how to do this. This is a heavy weight of having a business that now you know how to lift. So now as you're about to go into another market, you've already got the strength, you've already got the knowledge, and even in terms of specifics, you've already got the campaigns, the sequences, and all that has to happen now is change out a few headlines, change out a few offers. The basic framework of the muscular nature of this thing can remain. We just simply need to pivot that now to another audience. And I'll tell you, this story is actually only about three months old now, and he's already seeing outstanding results in that new world. So the value of persuasive language patterns that simply help to create new ideas, new understandings, new perceptions of the world. And again, we're always going to go back to ethics here. Now that I've done that calibration, I know when and where it's appropriate to put that stuff to use. So just to backtrack so far to recap, phase one, emotional intelligence, which stick around. I'm going to give you a strategy for each and every one of these steps. Phase two, calibration, which is simply that of creating that rapport, asking the right questions at the right time, creating those valuable connections. Then we're off to phase three, which is the words and the patterns, where now that we've got that, I want to say calibratory, but I know that's not a word. Now that we've got that calibration, taken care of, now we can start to feed back those words and patterns in such a way to create new understandings, new belief systems to start to satisfy objections even before they arise. And now the icing on the cake of all of this is that of specific hypnotic language applications. The whole principle that I want you to hold on to here is that frameworks equal freedom. So again, back to that example of you're sitting on your laptop and you're trying to come up with a blog post or some information on a website, you've turned on the camera. This, this may surprise you. I've discovered there's a lot of people in business who are terrified of doing what I'm doing right now. A lot of you may be listening to this as a podcast on your favorite podcast episode players. However, this also produces the video. We do a high production shoot of this information. It goes to YouTube. Feel free to watch me there too. But right now standing in front of not just one, but two cameras, a lot of people are terrified to do what I'm doing right now, which here's what I've discovered. It might not necessarily be a fear of the camera. It might be more so the fact that they don't know what to say once they're in front of the camera, which by the way, look back through the archives of this Hypnotic Language Hacks podcast. I did an episode in terms of persuasive strategies going on video, or even better, go over to jasonlinette.com. At the top of the page, click the tab, click the button for Business Influence Systems, the program that I've referenced here a few times, because on that page is an on-demand video presentation that actually just teaches you my video influence system, a simple seven-step process that every time you turn on the camera, you can use this as a template, as a formula to deliver your best information in such a way that people are ready to take action with you. That's yours free by going over to that website. So to have an application, if I'm going to ask for the testimonial from a previous client, if I'm going to go out and do business networking, whether it's in person or even now, so much of that networking is happening online. 
or even perhaps if I'm going to write again the copy for a website or even put together the information for an email subject headline. Frameworks equal freedom. So the fact that now, even in the shape of my business, I use these frameworks myself, that if I'm going to sit down and craft a new web page for a website, for a product, a service, or whatever it is, I follow the exact same framework that you're going to get from me inside of Business Influence Systems, where now you're seeing here's why we do the mind read language pattern here. Here's why we do the complex equivalence pattern there. Here's where we start to build this binding language in terms of communication, and now we've got a reason for what we're doing. The metaphor behind all of this is think back to the public speaker who's up there and they're pacing from one side of the stage to the other. And it's not necessarily that they're uncomfortable up there. It's instead that they don't yet know where they should stand and why. And as soon as that person has a specific reason, it has a really cool intended effect here. Option number one is that as if somehow through their language and their gestures, think about this, this is a principle I teach in the program, the ability to almost energetically charge an area of the stage as a positive resource area and to almost energetically charge another area of the stage, the platform, with a negative energy, which even think in terms of online Zoom, if you're leaning to one side versus the other, but to put meaning behind it, to which now you could perhaps talk about the competitors and what would happen if the person doesn't take action with your service from that negative charged energetic space. And then talk about your solution, your product, from that positive solution place. Now, for those of you just listening to me, I want you to hear the air quotations massively loud right now. Because in theory, there were the air quotes, in theory, by now standing in those specific areas, you can influence even more of those people to take action in the direction you want and to avoid inaction away from the directions you don't want. In theory, there's those big air quotes. However, here's the unintended side effect. For you, the person putting these strategies to use, frameworks equal freedom. Now there you are operating from a place of congruency, confidence, you're working with intention, and by doing so, check this out. By doing so, the benefit now becomes you are now delivering your information from an even more influential delivery. Back to the entire system here. You've got that emotional intelligence. You're calibrating with the audience even better. And that alone is going to boost your confidence and help you to sell, present, and give value in even better ways. So do you see there's two outcomes of that reality? So to look at this entire system now, in terms of hypnotic influence for business, again, we begin with you with that emotional intelligence. Let's build that unstoppable, unshakable, unflappable confidence to hold your ground and even access the appropriate emotions. I gotta tell a quick story here. Uh, and this story is actually a story of a friend of mine who, this goes back to the 1990s, and he goes, I'm watching this public speaker, and the guy began talking about finance as this presentation was, and he goes, I bet he's gonna be one of those tie loosener guys. and. What do you mean by that? One of those tie loosener guys. He goes, well, it was kind of a routine a lot of people did in the 90s where they got so emotionally frustrated with the concept they were teaching or even the audience. And then they had that moment rehearsed to unbutton the top button of their shirt, loosen the tie and sit down 
even like the uh, I'm flashing to the TV show Head of the Class from the 80s or 90s, uh, even Welcome Back Cotter, they did this bit. They did this on Saved by the Bell. Do you see the TV shows I'm now referencing? Where the guy turns the chair around and sits backwards on it. I think, in fact, in the reboot of Saved by the Bell, they do that in one of the commercials and the kid makes fun of them. Oh, are you doing the sitting backwards in the chair to identify with me routine? I think is the moment. So my friend completely predicted this guy was going to do the feigned frustration, loosen the tie, let me just break this down for you kind of delivery. And he goes, and the guy did that. However, unfortunately, or fortunately for our story here, the man was not a good actor. So what if, not to say don't do that, because there might be a reason to do that, I I can think of a time recently that I saw a speaker who went to this emotional story and yet fake cried, uh, which I'm not to say don't ever show real emotion in a presentation. It's to say if you are, let it be genuine. That's what you're going to gain with emotional intelligence. So take a moment right now. Let's give you a strategy here. And just if your eyes are open, if your eyes are closed, it's entirely up to you. But just take this moment and let your focus kind of be out there in front of you, especially if you're driving a car. You'll continue to listen safely here. And just connect with a moment where you felt really confident. Connect with a moment where you felt really sure of yourself. And just allow your imagination to kind of go back in time and remember some of what you saw, some of what you felt, some of what you heard. Even perhaps if this was there, some of the things people around you were saying. And notice right now, just simply by bringing your memory back to that specific experience, notice there's a bit of a changing physiological thing going on in your body. Simply by activating the memory, you can bring yourself back into that same physiological state. That's just like a 20 or 30 second preview here inside of Business Influence Systems. I'm going to give you a much more robust strategy to do that on demand and even better, activate it on purpose. In terms of calibration, you might be familiar with some of the older principles of rapport, that of mirroring and matching, that if I sit like you, if I use your words, that may be helpful. And yes, I did a TED Talk on this a number of years ago. Head over to the blog posts over at jasonlinette.com, you'll actually see a link to that exact presentation called Rethinking Rapport. So we can do all of that. However, here is a really cool strategy to build rapport and a natural sense of affinity even faster. Whenever you meet someone new, go inside of your own thoughts and ask yourself a rather interesting question. Who do I already know that this person reminds me of that I really, really like? And I'll tell you, I do this all the time. Uh, Back before everything kind of changed pre-COVID 2019 and all of this, uh, what happened was I was teaching a class that I had 18 people in the room. And if you really drilled me on that event, I can tell you right now for each and every person who they reminded me of that I like. And the whole thing was I was using that borrowed affinity. I was projecting the rapport that I had on someone else on someone new. And my students, my clients all consistently say the same thing to me. It's as if I've known you for most of my life. Now, take note, we use technology to make that happen even faster. This is where the applications are going to come in later. Because when someone's already interacting with you on video or reading your copy or listening to you on a podcast, this is where they're building rapport with you in advance. And then you get to join that conversation later on. So an easy Hack, ooh, hypnotic language hacks we're delivering here. An easy hack for rapport is to project the rapport that you have for someone else on this new person 
And by doing so, we speed up that time of that connection. If you're one of those people who keeps saying to yourself, it takes me a long time to warm up to new people, realize that's only going to be true as long as you, you keep saying that garbage to yourself. Use that borrowed affinity, project that on somebody new. In terms of phase three, phase three, as you'll remember, is words and patterns. Keep in mind, we did a whole episode on this a while ago, cause and effect for business influence. Most influential language are these cause and effect relationships. The sort of leveled up version of cause and effect language is what we call a complex equivalence. So the fact that you're still listening to this week's podcast episode clearly means that you are someone who is passionate about adding even better communication to your business to increase your sales and help your clients even more, right? And right there was the complex equivalence pattern. The fact that X is happening means that Y result is occurring. So the fact that you're still listening to this podcast means you're clearly ready to make an investment in yourself to improve your communication skills hypnotically. See how that works? The fact that you're still watching this video, the fact that we're still having this conversation, the fact that you called me now for the third time means fill in the details. That's a complex equivalence. That's my personal favorite pattern. And then fourth, in terms of applications, look at how if you rewind back through this episode, even before we got into the content here, before the pre-roll, when I gave a quick ad for business influence systems, I opened with a story. I opened with a metaphor. If you think back, this episode began with the metaphor of the child standing up and walking, a common shared experience that we all have. And yet now I have taken that correlation of the walking and now brought that into your communication. And do you realize how now I gave you about four steps previously? And there's no accidents here. By talking through my process of hypnotic influence systems, the process I teach inside of business influence systems, there's also four steps. So think about how in your work, as you're engaging with somebody new, what would happen differently? What would happen differently if you opened with a story? So all of our communication is influential. All of our communication is effective. And if you found value in this, I'd encourage you to head over to jasonlinette.com. At the top of the page, click the button for Business Influence Systems. You'll see there's an opportunity there to watch a free on-demand presentation that gives you a little bit more detail behind what I've shared here. And then in the process of that, gives you my video influence system. So head over to jasonlinette.com. There's even more on that tab for Business Influence Systems. Change your words, change your business change your life. Thanks for listening. You have been listening to the Hypnotic Language Hacks podcast with Jason Lynette. Please stop everything and start exploring jasonlinette.com for even more business influence and persuasion resources. Make it a priority right now to subscribe to this program and listen to every episode because the next one may reveal that one hypnotic influence secret to massively scale your success. Change your words, change your business, change your life. Get even more at jasonlinette.com.